It's the WDW BQ Old Time Radio Christmas Special. Well, thank you very much for that very warm introduction and thank you for tuning in on your radio dial this evening. It's a pleasure to be here and let me tell you, there is no place like Walt Disney World for Christmas time. Whether you're smelling the gingerbread at the Grand Floridian or listening to the Christmas songs as you're walking down Main Street, USA, that's right, Disney is always a magical place and even more so at Christmas time. So, let's come together and celebrate the most wonderful time of year at the most wonderful place of all, Walt Disney World. Now we're going to start out this evening's festivities with a little game called Name That Sound. This will be Name That Disney Christmas Sound. That's right, where I'll play a sound and you, the listening audience, will try to name what sound that is from Disney World relating to Christmas. Shall we give it a go? Are you ready? Now be as quick as you can if you want the biggest points. Listen closely to this Christmas-related Disney World section of audio. Was that an easy one? We sure hope it was. The correct answer is a scene from the American Adventure at Epcot. This is the last animatronic scene in the show, the Rosie the Riveter show, which occurs right around Christmas time. I believe the word Christmas is said two times in that segment. At the beginning on the radio and towards the very end when one of the ladies says, maybe they'll all be here by next Christmas or something like that. Here's the next piece of audio. Well, I'll give it a try. Take a look around, Grandma. You're in the ship. Feels like I'm really there. Okay, get ready. You're about to blast off. Here goes nothing. What we have here is another year-round Christmas piece of audio. You can hear it any time of the year, and this is, of course, the Carousel of Progress. The final scene, the very futuristic scene, when Grandma's playing VR right there by the Christmas tree at Christmas time. Here comes the next Disney audio, something a little more elusive. Try to listen and see if you can recognize where this comes from. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you get that one? This is from Epcot, and you might recognize the voice of Eulenescent, the mischievous Norwegian gnome Santa type of guy that you'll see during Epcot's Festival of the Holidays. Great little show he puts on. Now we have one final Christmas Disney audio. Listen close. Try to be as specific as you can. Do you know what this is, and do you know who is speaking? For we saw his star when it rose in the east and have come to worship him. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. (laughs) 
Did you get that last one? It's Epcot's Candlelight Processional, hosted by frequent host Neil Patrick Harris. Fun fact about that audio segment, the song which he led into is this radio host's absolute favorite song of that production and an absolute banger. Let's hear a little more. Well, folks, let's move on to the main section of our program this evening, the more traditional WDW Big Q segment, where our very own Big Q hosts will pose a Disney World-related question and share their thoughts with us. This evening, of course, we do have a Christmas Disney-related question. Now, let's turn it over to our WDW Big Q hosts. Welcome, folks. It's your, it's, your, it's your two hosts for the evening, Jesse and Josiah, from the WDW Big Q, here to talk about something a little bit out of the box. You know, we had to stick with Christmas. We had to stick with Disney. This isn't specifically Disney World, but if you like Disney World, you're, prob- you're probably familiar with these very nice Christmas television specials. Mickey, is it Mickey's Once Upon or is it just Once Upon? It's Mickey's. No. Mickey's, yeah, it's definitely Mickey's. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas and Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas, the sequel. These are collections of vignettes starring the, you know, Mickey characters in Christmas scenarios. And what we're going to do today, we're going to tell you the best. We're going to rank them. We're going to tell you the top three. We each have our top three. Um... And this is near and dear to our hearts. I hope you can relate to it a little bit. If you've seen these specials, you might be able to follow along. I'm going to quickly, quickly recap each one. Um, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas has three stories. And in order, they are A Very Goofy Christmas, where um, Max doesn't believe in Santa. Goofy tries to convince him. You know, and then he's like, ah, Santa doesn't exist. Goofy's like, he does. And then, like, no, they don't. And then... Yeah, Goofy starts. What, what, I don't know what else happens. <laughs> Is that about it? <laughs> then Goofy gets di- disingenuous. Max tries to make him believe Santa is real. Yeah. Both of them end up thinking Santa's not real. Lo and behold, blam! Santa is real. He rips Pete's. And this out. is this is the same one where they kind of help the poor family as well, right? Yes, they the help goofs. the poor family. Yeah. They make the dinner. Yeah. yeah, sets the table. Yeah, it's a classic scene. Okay, yeah. next one's called Stuck on Christmas. It's your classic Christmas every day with the Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Oh, which was Christmas every day, and then something magical happens, and then it, what, wouldn't you know it? Next stop, Waterville. It's Christmas every day. Next stop. All aboard. And you know the normal thing happens. That they have fun. They're irresponsible, and then they try to do a better job. And in the end, they're nice to everybody. Sure. The last one there is Gift of the Magi. It's classic Gift of the Magi story with Mickey and Minnie, the harmonica, and the, what the heck was it? Oh, chain for the locket. The locket chain. 
and you know, uh, he sells his harmonica, and she gives him the harmonica case. She sells the locket. She, he gives him the locket. The chain. chain. The chain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, classic stuff. Now, Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas has five stories. Starts with Donald's gift, where um, Donald's a grumpy Christmas guy. He hates everything, and he keeps hearing the tune, We wish you a very merry Christmas. All he wants is hot chocolate. He destroys them all. A lot of things happen in that one. And uh, then he then he's happy at the end. But uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, after that, you had more to add to that? Or? No. <laughs> the next one is called Christmas Maximus. It's another Goofy one, but I think Goofy's older. Like, or not Goofy, you know, Ma- Max is college years. Yeah, yeah he's got, home college he's got a girlfriend. He wants his dad, Goofy, not to embarrass him. And he's embarrassed of him. And then, you know, Goofy it does Goofy things. And then eventually... They like each other again, and the girlfriend likes Goofy. The popcorn blows up in the house. Popcorn and, blows yeah. up. Mona's got Goofy teeth. Everyone's uh, yeah. on the roof having a good time. <laughs> yep. Uh, you got Christmas Impossible. This is another Huey, Dewey, and Louie shenanigan one where they um, try to sneak off to the North Pole to add themselves forcefully onto the nice list to get presents. And there's a big thing with Jailbreak Bob, the toy. I remember that thing. And they're finding the key yeah. for the list room, yeah. whatever. At the end, they... Um, end up helping Uncle Scrooge because they learned a lesson. He got Bells on Ice, which I think is the opener. Maybe not. That's the number one, yeah. I mean, the first one that comes out. <laughs> it is not the number one. <laughs> no, spoiler alert. Uh, Minnie and Daisy are ice skating. They ice skate. They don't like each other. They compete. One gets hurt. They're nice to each other. The end. I don't even remember what happened. That's what happened. Garbage I just told you. Junk. Last one there is Dog Gone Christmas or something like that. Yes. And uh, Pluto runs away, ends up at the North Pole hanging out with reindeer. Uh, Mickey finds him. I don't know. He, he, Somehow they find him. Yeah. Clearly, <laughs> we both liked that one a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start with this question because I have an answer. Which program do you like better? Answer. Un- unequivocal answer to that yes the first one the first one the first one the that's the good answer the now the first one's hand drawn the second one is CGI that doesn't one of the two main differences what's the other one that is very significant it's better narrator oh which one's Kelsey Grammer duh <laughs> <laughs> okay it's got Kelsey Grammer so, yeah, the, uh, yeah glad and, and he's, he's like he's like open oh, it's the it's the, oh, pic- the picture book one oh. Yeah. Come on. He's opening the book, and you got these picture books that pop up. So in in the second one, there's none of that, isn't there? Because they cram five stories in there. There's no bumper or anything? No, no picture. uh, Ornaments on a tree. They got Uh, ornament to ornament. Picture book way better. Picture book way better. just the the fireplace chant voice that kills grammar. Kelsey Grammer's got a good voice. the second one is. Oh, yeah. It's this weird announcer type of deep voice. I don't even remember. Don't know. You want Kelsey Grammer telling you that her story's coming. Two Certainly. major improvements um, that we're not going to allow to influence, I think, our picks of the best singular vignettes. Um, my, what do you say? The fact that I like the first one doesn't affect the pick the of my main. stand apart from the and fact it does. that Kelsey Grammer and the animation yep. is, is yep. in our opinion, superior. I wanted to get that out of the way. The first one's better, in general. Yes, it is. Yes. yes. Now, we're going to go over our top three vignettes. Um... I hope you like this. I don't know. This is not Disney World, and I apologize. But this yeah. is something that is... Yeah, 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 this no. is important. Christmas. This yeah. is important it's stuff. It's classic Christmas. Go ahead. Give me your third one. It is from the second one. 
Um, okay. It, uh, you know, as I'm re- I, I, I know all these pretty well, some of them much more intimately than other ones, but as I'm kind of reviewing them for the purposes of this podcast, man. It's good? Some of the, some of the deep themes and values of these are like, mm, wow. Mm-hmm. And then there's others that are like, ah, that's just pithy and valueless. It's just like, man, well, you know, it, maybe it's entertaining. Maybe it's not even that. But some of these just have real deep core Christmas values. I know which one does. Go ahead, There's though. a couple of them. Yeah. This one really took me by surprise because when, when I've seen it, it's never one that really stood out to me as notably awesome. There are actually parts of it that I kind of found unappealing or kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. But... Because of the cre- really the, the creativity of the storyline here, mm-hmm. that I, I can't think in any other Christmas special that I've seen. We're talking about Huey, Dewey, and Louie. You are breaking into the North Pole. Yes, that's the one that has heart for you from this special. The redemptive value at the end. I really is, thought you were going somewhere tr- else. Is, I I will go there later. Okay. Okay. But <laughs> this one, sure, on the surface level, you got your Huey, Dewey, Louie, you got your slapstick, whatever, you got your Uncle Scrooge. Uncle Scrooge, great, plays a great role in this yep. one. He's at the tail end of his cycle of learning lessons. He's trying to pass on his wisdom to his kids, mm-hmm. much like Ebenezer, but he's on the uh, end of that. And he's saying, mm-hmm. hey, listen, they don't do it the way I did. Get on that nice list. You're still young. You still got a chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're, ah, poo-poo, whatever. You, we'll, go, we'll take matters in our own hands. Little do they know. Oh, you can't just do it that way. That's not how it works in the North Pole. They learn much deeper lessons. Putting on Scrooge's name on the nice list. Sure, of course. Oh, of course. And then, and then that would have been a sufficient end. And then for Santa to come say... Oh, you're on the nice list because you, the kind, the Christmas kindness, the ch- Christmas charity, generosity, Christmas spirit. It's it's alive and well at the end of this episode. Um, I'll tell you my favorite thing about this episode. I'll go on record as saying this is the best, most creative, most dynamic, just best representation of Santa's list that I've ever seen. When they get into his room with the list and there's all these scrolls and spindles. What yes. what a great piece of writing and imagination that visual is and I've always really enjoyed that part yeah though this one did not make my list I can't think of uh, again just to the creativity of like oh they didn't just follow a a, a formula or they didn't just throw in some of them do boom boom humor yeah they said hey let's actually think of a plot oh yep they're troublesome kids they're probably not on the nice list they're gonna bust in and do it themselves I can't think of any other show or movie or special where this type of thing has happened where they try to infiltrate the North Pole and do it, and you get a good look at this, you know, just sneaking around behind elves and Santa's back and trying to sneak your names onto the nice list. Uh, again, not one that ever stood out to me as like, oh man, I can't wait to watch this when it came on. But just in thinking about the creativity and the deeper elements, it was worth a third place. The creativity list. and the heart in these is what I gravitated to. But my number three is the only one that kind of deviates from that. It has a cookie cutter story. Um, but I really, really, really like it. It's just the, the, the Christmas feels and the ambience that it gives you, even though the story is kind of ho-hum, it's just soaked in Christmas, especially the intro. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Um, it's the gift of the Magi. 
It's Christmas Eve. It's Mickey. He's go. He goes into that store. The guy's closed, and he's like, "Oh, let me get into that store." He's playing music at the firehouse hop. It's just, uh, it's just a very Christmassy. I just want that on in the background 24/7. But I don't want to really sit there and focus on it because it's it's a predictable story. But I just really like just the just how Christmassy it is. That's enough to get it to number three. It was enough to make number one. <laughs> that's how much. That's how much it was. Oh, here, I thought I was trying to have to convince you. No. Okay. No. Okay, that's your number one. No. Wow. And I okay. and, and I was reluctant to do so because it's zero creativity. You're mm-hmm. just following a plot mm-hmm. that was written already, mm-hmm. so you don't get points for that. But man, do they represent it? Well, not my ten footers. Yeah. Oh, Pete. Yes, mm-hmm. Pete alone and his character. Both sides have a villain. It's, it's two stories, obviously. That's the purpose of the Gift of Magi. Two separate stories weaving into one. And both is really appealing. Minnie scrambling away, trying to get her Christmas bonus. And she's mm. got a villain, oh, Mortimer yeah. Mouse. Is she a Mousies? Is that Mousies? Mousies. Oh, I, from the Donald Duck one? That's what I'm saying. There might be... I forget I if she works know. at Mousies. There's overlap. Mousies is, of course, a play on Macy's. I know that's in the Donald Duck one. She's got a department store job here, too. I don't know if it's Mousies. Her uh, boss is a throwback to Mortimer Mouse. Yeah. The original, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. So you got Mortimer Mouse there. You got Pete on the other side. You both, you, you, you got the tandem of good and evil on both sides. And uh, the song, the harmonica song. Oh. And the, the fire band coming, puff, puff, poof, poof, smoke billowing out. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, got a, he's got a ridiculously silly dance with the tongue out. Very good at yeah. the end, which is classic old school. Mickey, yeah. I think you see some of that back in the original cartoons. Uh-huh. Um, but... It just screams Christmas. It, it screams Christmas hard. Yes, it does. Uh, That's why I like it, because it screams Christmas. Yep. Yeah, so, so good. I will overlook the fact that they've taken... Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, and, and that one is definitely not broken. Okay, so that's your number one. You only have your number two left. That was my number three. I'll share my number two, um, which maybe we, maybe, maybe we share. This is the one, I think, maybe the, maybe the biggest amount of heart and just genuine... Uh, creative way to just show characters and their relationships with each other it's a very goofy christmas wow Wow. very goofy or christmas maximus i understand (laughs) what you're thinking yeah it's a very goofy christmas both both are great both are great but you were setting it up for maximus was i the way you were yeah no 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 No, am I confused here? No, yeah. no, you're probably not. Go ahead. Okay, I just love what both of these characters show to each other. You really get a sense for this relationship, which you don't always get. You see plenty of goofy cartoons. You know, I mean, you, you see some in the Goofy movie, of course, but you don't get a good sense for the relationship with Goofy and Max, and this really gives it to you. You got, the, there's two main moments in this that I love, and it's when one character is doing everything they can to help the other character. Goofy's moment is when he's shoveling the snow saying, don't forget Max, because Goofy believes in Santa, and he's got to show Max that Santa's real. So he's out there. How long did that take him? Shoveling those huge Pretty letters. Quick. I think they show you how he does the X <laughs> in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, <I guess> so. <laughs> he, 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 he breaks his back, begging Santa to be like, don't forget Max, and then turn the tables. Max is doing everything he can to cheer up Goofy by dressing up as Santa himself. At this point, Max has no doubt that Santa is not real. Of course, he's wrong. But he's like, I just got to keep this charade on for my dad because he's so sad that Santa's not real. 
I'm crushed, and I'm not going to get my twin tip rail-to-rail snowboard, but i got to at least cheer up my dad. So he dresses up as Santa to give all he can just to help his dad. So these characters are just doing what they can for each other. A very goofy Christmas. Um, and it's and again, it's, it's a creative story. Love the moment where they think they see Santa on the roof. And I always look at the silhouette real close because it's Santa, it's the sack, it's the reindeer, and then mm, the lights show, and it's the burglar with the TV and the and the sack of money or whatever. Great, great gag there. But great one all all together. That's my number two. Uh, as a as a young kid, when I first saw these, I think both the goofy ones were not overly appealing to me. Uh, maybe they weren't characters I was into so much. Certainly the older one, Christmas Maximus, uh, it was out of my age range. You know, I started watching this. I was probably whatever, not college age. So I couldn't really relate to the cool college kid thinking his dad's lame, trying to show off his girlfriend, all that stuff. Well, you watch it. When, once you got into college, you're not going to not watch it. Just keep watching it. Oh, that one's good. Sure. That one's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that your pick? It, I love the song it, in that it one. Could, well, it's the, all, the whole episode is the, the song. The song tells the story. The song tells the story. And, the and they, the they go through the, the, yep. the evolution of characters yeah, throughout yeah, that song. Yeah, that's good. Okay, okay. It's good. Yeah. I feel like you're going somewhere else. Uh, I wanted to pick that one, um, but I can't. You know what I can't not pick. I don't know. No, you know what I can't not I pick. I think you're going to pick something that I don't like so much anymore. <sighs> Are you all aboard? Yeah. You don't like it anymore. It's... I don't know. I don't need... Can't, you're reading a book. We're recording this podcast <laughs> no. on a copy of the book. Oh, this isn't the Christmas Every Day. No, but it's I bought that book today. Book, yes, but yeah, no, don't tell me you're not enamored with the not, Christmas Every Day thing. An hour ago, I bought the, a book called Christmas Every Day. Yes. The, you, well, you want to talk... I don't know if this exists outside our immediate circle, but there is just an inherent gravity towards the story of reliving the Groundhog Day theme. And when it's layered over a Christmas movie, which it has done many times, mm-hmm. there's, there's many, many Christmas well, we could every day, Christmas do-over. I mean, they are out there. You can't count them on one hand. Mm-hmm. And you got to see, we just, we just watched one with Kelsey Grammer not long ago. We watched the end of that one where he dies repeatedly or something. And it's, it's just, uh, uh, it's not creative. Certainly not. It's uh-huh. we just found out based on a novel, and has been done to death many, many times. A novel from the seventeen hundreds. Every time I see it, man, I am just enamored. How are they going to get out of this loop? Uh-huh. What are they going to do with their chances? How are they going to squander? What lesson are they going to learn? Of course, they always learn the same lesson, whatever you know. But there's something e- 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 eagerly exciting about. I just. Uh, there was a time this would be my number one. I just don't like it as much anymore. Maybe it's wearing thin. Like you said, the, the storyline is not creative. It's it's enjoyable. It's fun to see those moments over again and how slightly different it is and how they fix it. But I guess I'm just a little bit done with it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a great one. It's not my top three. Easily, easily the number one by a wide margin when I was a kid. Yeah. And I've seen it many times, and I've seen other versions many times, and I realized that, yes, the creativity lacks, but for nostalgia and, and just sheer childhood enjoyment, I couldn't couldn't remove it from the list. So that's your two. Yeah. Your number one was Gift of the Magi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you what my number one was. It hasn't even been discussed Wait, yet. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at what's left you here. You tell me what my number one is. And it's mm -hmm. it's Bells on Ice. <laughs> I think is what you're going to pick. Here. We you don't. Pick, obviously, we don't love that one. You're going to pick. You're going to pick Donald, which is which is dumb. It's a bad pick. Donald's gift is my number one. It's a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Tell me why. A massively creative story. It's you, Donald Duck being Donald Duck. He's flipping out, losing his cool, going nuts, smashing stuff. His family hates him. It's a Donald Duck cartoon <laughs> themed the, around Christmas. The the thread of the... the you, you missed so much. First, first of all, he wants hot chocolate. Okay. <laughs> There's a thread of him wanting to drink hot chocolate. As a coffee lover, you understand how important that is. It's humorous. It's funny. He's like the old man. They take him to the mall. He just wants the hot chocolate and sit at home do nothing. The other thread the genius of this for me is the musical thread that goes throughout that we wish you a merry christmas that song is everywhere he goes it's driving him nuts they're singing it on the streets the little coffee pots are playing it and the bells at the store are ding 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 it the kids are singing it it's weaved in there in a very musical way in a very creative way that i really enjoy and you got so much you got the christmas mall ambience which i love so much you have a redemption story because he goes crazy, he gets all mad, he breaks the whole scenario in Mousies, and then he obviously learns his lesson, teaches the choir how to sing good, and his parents, his, his family loves him or whatever. It's just how unique this story is that I like so much. I look forward to this one more than any of the other ones because it's just, it's just a great journey you go on with Donald Duck. We wish you a Merry Christmas. You, see, you get, you get, but you get everywhere. You're at his house. You're at the mall. You're behind the inner workings of the Mousy's animatronic display. You're, you're going home. It's, it just, it feels a little more, uh, more like a movie a little bit. I don't know. It's unique. It's wonderful. Maybe the musical thing tips the edge for me. I like this one. Listeners, please chime in. Please. Stuck on Christmas or Donald's gift. Which one is better? Because I think we're going to agree to disagree between the two well, of these. I'm not saying it's horrible, but I am saying it's, it's a, it falls a bit flat. It's typical Donald Duck. Uh, nothing wows me in that one. Though mm. so you did remind me that the mall, yeah, small scene, you get a mall scene in Very Goofy Christmas, don't you? When he's trying to get the letter to... Is it, oh, is yeah. the same one? Yeah. That's the same one, right? That's, he's chasing Santa, the mail truck. Yep, 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 yep. yep. On That's the great. ornaments. That's, yeah. That one's really good. That one's really good. We gotta watch all these again. Very yeah. Goofy is really good. That yep. maybe should have been higher on my list. Christmas Mall is great, man. Yeah. yeah. And Pete. You gotta love Pete. Which Somebody's is, burning a Christmas ham. Yeah, sure. Burning a Christmas ham. Mm -hmm. Not my not my Nova Scotia Pine 10 footers. Come on. He, he's, he rips. He should have his own Christmas special. And he, well, he's in the Goofy one too, which is nice. You know, he, he. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think Santa shoves snow on, on his whole he house at the end. Yeah. 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 Snow, Santa yeah. got him good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the definitive list. We will disagree. Uh, and um, we're waiting. We're, what are we waiting for? The 100th episode? No. Mickey's thrice upon ah. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting, yes, yeah. Many years. All right, well, thank you for, for joining us on this journey. Didn't even mention Donald on Christmas. I don't know it was worth mentioning. Well, we're still recording by mistake, I think. Oh. You want to talk about Dog on Christmas? I thought it was bad. It kind of is. Yeah, you, you would think it's good. It's almost like they forced 
that's not in Mickey's character to be mean to Pluto. That's completely antithetical to the yeah. Pluto Mickey relationship. But it's like, hey, let's just force this to create an episode. You can tell they just really wanted Pluto to be a reindeer. And, and that's how they yeah, figured out. And it's too. not a creative episode either. He goes to the North Pole, like, uh, that one didn't do it for me. Yeah. It's too outlandish, too, too far fetched to believe that he just ends up on a shipping crate that's destined to the North Pole and then Mickey ends up handing out I forget how he finds him he hands a pamphlet to a department Santa that happens to be the real Santa or something like that <laughs> it's just too many things that are like no way that's not that couldn't happen that way and yeah didn't like it he's mean to Pluto and as a Pluto lover it just made me sad okay well then with that we've touched upon all of them alright well episode 100 coming as you said we'll there it is all of us here at the WDW Big Q would like to thank you for tuning your radio dial into us this evening, and we'd like to wish you the warmest and happiest holiday season. Yeah.